Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. I've always said at Adamus, if someone's going to take the time to drive all the way up the mountain on Hell Mountain and spend time with us, we want it to be worth their while. And so we love being teachers and educators, if you will. And we love spending the time taking every guest through the vineyard and answering questions and talking about anything from our pruning process to irrigation. We want them to taste the vines in the vineyard and truly understand what goes in to making a fine wine. Hi, I'm Kelly Edwards, and this is Let's Go Together, a podcast from Travel and Leisure about the ways travel connects us and what happens when you don't let anything stop you from seeing the world. On this episode, I'll be passing the mic to our guest host, Nina Ruggiero, Travel and Leisure's Deputy Digital Editor. She sits down for a conversation with winemaker Denise Adams, the co-proprietor of Adamus in Napa, California, and Chateau Femme Plegade in San Emilion, France, about the joys and challenges of winemaking in two of the most renowned wine regions in the world. Take it away, Nina. Hello, everyone. My name is Nina Ruggiero, the Deputy Digital Editor at Travel and Leisure, and I'm so excited to be speaking with my guest, Denise Adams. So Denise, can you introduce yourself to our listeners and tell us a little bit about what you do? I'm Denise Adams, proprietor of Adamus, a wine estate in Napa, California, and Chateau Fontblagade in Saint-Emilion, France. I am involved in every aspect of both wineries, but I would say my passion is farming. This passion began as a very young child, and if I went missing, I could always be found in my grandfather's vegetable garden. In my teens, I became passionate about healthy eating and started my own vegetable garden. And then when I purchased my first home, I converted the entire property to organic farming. I remember building worm boxes and raised worms for compost because at the time, 35, 40 years ago, we did not have compost available commercially. I also built compost bins and even ordered ladybugs. All of this brings such vitality and life force into the soils. And so when we purchased our first property in France, I started immediately converting that vineyard to organic farming and became certified and then went on to become certified in biodynamic farming as well. And this is also true for Adamus in Napa. That's amazing. Can you walk me through how you establish yourself as an expert in two of the most highly respected wine regions in the world from the U.S. to France? Well, 
even after several decades in the business, I still do not consider myself an expert at all. There's so much to learn about both of these properties and the wine industry in general, truly a lifetime study. I would say my education has been primarily a hands-on learning approach. I have been privileged to have worked with and mentored by some of the greatest men and women professionals in the industry, including my own teams. People who come to mind would be Michelle Roland, Stefan Deronacor, Philippe Melka, Corinne Combs, Michelle Combs from Ponte Canet, and Michael Wolf, just to name a few. But I also think experiencing two different vintages each year on two different continents has been extremely beneficial. After all, you only get one chance at a harvest per year. Can you tell me a little bit about both estates, where they're located, and how it's different running a vineyard in France and in Napa? Well, in Napa, we are on Howe Mountain in the small town of Penguin. And in Bordeaux, we are on the right bank of Bordeaux in a little village called Saint-Emilion. And these properties, I would say, are very similar in running each property. Many more similarities than differences. I would say mainly because our core philosophy is exactly the same. We're passionate about farming and winemaking methods. We're certified organic and biodynamic on both properties. And for me, this is the highest level of farming one can achieve. And it all begins in the vineyard. And interestingly, our teams collaborate between one another and learn from one another constantly. But perhaps the main difference would be weather, soil type, and uh, irrigation, and some slight cultural differences. But I realize when using best practices, it makes running both very similar. And I was lucky enough to visit Adamus and to meet you and your team firsthand early last year. It was actually my last trip before COVID hit the U.S. Between the pandemic and the Napa fires, you faced so many challenges in the year since. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yes, it has indeed been a trying year, but we were able to create opportunities for close collaboration, I would say, despite the physical distance almost an inverse reaction, but the forced resiliency and creativity that come with or from adversity have taught me so much and have made my teams and me much stronger, I would say. We had to think even more so out of the box, although we considered ourselves out of the box thinkers, being closed to guests and members on the property for months on end was something we'd never experienced before. So we went to great lengths to bring Adamus and Fomplegad to them. We created many tastings by Zoom, sending wines ahead of time in many cases, and also in many cases, sending along per request our cheese and charcuterie pairings. 
which included honey from the bees we raised on the property, our Cabernet Sauvignon and fig jams grown on the property, handmade breads, and our famous Fomplegaid crackers so that we could give our very best from afar and create the most authentic experience possible without guests and members being actually on our property. I would say authenticity and heartfelt hospitality is something that Adamus and Fomplegat are known for and completely embrace. So we wanted to have guests and members feel connected to us and the farm in every way possible. I'm reminded that during these uh, Zoom calls, we would take daily photos of the vineyard, photos of our animals with sheep grazing, our chickens fertilizing, and buttercup our donkey eating apples, and even team members working at a distance in the cellar. We wanted the guests and members to feel transported to Napa Valley in France during the Zoom time we had together. We even read poetry and just had wonderful conversation. It sustained us, to be sure. I think as much as it did our guests and members, we missed our connection to them very much. And uh, it really helped us to press through these trying times. And have you started to welcome guests back since? How has that been? We have. We started welcoming guests back very recently. And in some ways, it's been quite emotional for us and guests, the reality of being able to shake hands, see one another's full face without masks and taste together without all the protocol has been an amazing experience and realization. And I'm sure one that we're not only grateful for today, but I'm sure it will be a gratitude that will stay with us for forever. That's great. And I remember when I was on property in Napa, we spoke extensively about your largely female team and how well you all work together. How have you worked together to overcome these hardships over the past year? I, I'm so fortunate to have assembled a small family-like team who all share the same passion as I do, the same energy and commitment to our mission and vision. So I would say in our team, there's truly no weak link. A pandemic and fires in the same year knit us together, I would say even more. We encouraged one another, supported one another, and it was exhilarating to create new ideas together and overcome obstacles. Some of the ideas that came out of such challenge will actually continue to be implemented beyond COVID. And one example I was thinking of this morning is that when we were able to partially open a few months ago with all the necessary protocols in place, we adapted such as instead of taking our guests through the vineyard and our famous antique Range Rovers, we would walk the vineyards for safety. And we sensed that guests not only felt very comfortable being outdoors in open air, 
but we noticed even a deeper connection in our conversations by walking and a deeper connection between our guests and our farm and the vineyard, I would say, by walking. So this will now be a choice of the guests depending on their preference and giving them a choice makes their experience even more customized than before. So out of this adversity, we have discovered many ways that we will keep in place. Both of your businesses have been a joint collaboration between yourself and your husband. Can you tell me a little bit about that and what it's been like for the two of you running these businesses together and the roles that each of you play? Yes, our first venture in wine growing and wine making was in France. Many people expect it to be the other way around as Americans uh, farming and winemaking in our own country first, but it was France that we began this wonderful journey. My husband and I were both Francophiles, and so when he proposed many years ago, uh, we decided to marry in France. And so we honeymooned in Saint-Emilion and kept going back year after year to renew our our wedding vows. And uh, we met so many wonderful people and got to know the region really well. And we ended up discovering and uh, purchasing Chateau Fomplegade in France. And then fast forward to many of our friends and family members teasing us a bit about spending all of our time and resources in a foreign country. It really in some ways inspired us to take what we've learned and bring that experience and our passion to Napa Valley. And as the place where you began, what does the community and the region around Chateau Fomplegaud really mean to you and your husband? Well, it's interesting. I think that our neighbors and friends see our heart. For example, we resurrected a tower, a missing tower on the chateau about four or five years ago. And this was after replanting the vineyard and remodeling the cellar and converting everything to biodynamics. And this was really to preserve history for our community. Santamelian is obviously one of the most prestigious wine growing regions in the world. And to be a part of forwarding its history and being stewards of this property was something that was really important to us. And in Napa with the fires in this past year, have you felt the community grow closer together? Absolutely. There's no question that that we've reached out more as neighbors, checking in on one another, sharing ideas together. In many ways, it's unified us in a way that is even better than before COVID. We're taking a quick break. When we come back, Denise shares more about her love of wine and the joys of entertaining her guests. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and... 6-1 since that matters. And what do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, 
That's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome back to Let's Go Together from Travel and Leisure. We return to guest host Nina Ruggiero and her conversation with winemaker Denise Adams. Why do you think now it's more important than ever that people who love wine and who love California or maybe who have never even been before visit Napa and get to know that wine region? Well, I think when we all collaborate together, it just makes each region more compelling and beautiful for for everyone. I think that supporting one another and working together makes all of us better and forces all of us to use best practices. I know that you have been extremely involved in both vineyards since their beginning, but that your husband, unfortunately, over the years has dealt with an illness. Can you tell us a little bit about that and how that has affected the two of you running these businesses together? Well, I would say my involvement hasn't changed because of my husband's illness, but his certainly has. Stephen misses hosting guests with me and being in the vineyard and walking the vineyards, but he's still so very interested every single day about all of the ongoings. And it is usually the main topic of our dinner conversation every single evening. So we still share the passion in many ways the same. It's just that he's not physically able to do what he used to do. Do you two often bond with guests at one vineyard and then invite them across to Europe and vice versa? Oh, this happens more often than you could imagine. Often, wherever we are, we're talking about the other vineyard as well because they're so tied and connected together. So we do encourage guests before us to come to to the other property. And I would say at least once or twice a month, I'm hosting someone at Adamus that I've hosted in France at Chateau Fomplegade and vice versa. It's really fun. Do your teams tend to work together and intertwine at both properties? Oh, they do. They're very much connected and they rely on each other for support. And uh, again, using best practices a few, maybe a little over two years ago, our team took videos at Fomplegad to share with the team at Adamus on braiding the vines. And so... We have been more accustomed to, in Napa, hosting guests on site and on property than in France. It's a relatively new endeavor for the French. And so Adamus has been very helpful to the French team as well in so many ways. And of course, they visit back and forth and share ideas. And you started out talking about your passion for farming. That's something that for me is so memorable from your Napa property, from the animals to your on-site beekeeper. Can you tell me a little bit about that and all the other things going on at the Napa property in addition to the wine? 
Yes. Well, we take a holistic approach to our farming. And so at both properties, we're certified organic and certified biodynamic. And this practice is vital because we're really trying to bring life force and vitality into the soil so that our vines develop a healthy immune system. And at both properties, you seem to have such loyal followings. And like you said, then you have people who are visiting you in Napa and then coming over to France just to see your other vineyard. What do you think it is that keeps people coming back? The wine. (laughs) The wine captivates our guests. And I honestly don't remember a time when a guest left the property without wanting our wines in their cellar. As I mentioned earlier, each of our team members work together to constantly further the quality of the wines. And we're blessed at both Chateau Fomplegat and Adamus with world-class terroir and vineyard sites, which is imperative to the end result. It's just truly a privilege to be able to steward these two properties at the highest level because we know our efforts will bring huge reward. I also believe that guests depart feeling very intimately connected to our property because we're so connected. The vineyard is the heartbeat of everything we do, and it's really important to us for guests to understand why. I also have to mention, again, our hospitality passion. I'm so fortunate that I've been able to assemble a staff who naturally take ownership and not only fully embrace our biodynamic philosophy, but have true service hearts. Authenticity comes to mind as we all innately love spoiling every guest and creating an unforgettable experience at both properties. We only take one appointment at a time in order to spend such quality time together and privately. So our guests and members have the property virtually all to themselves. And I believe they find this very restorative and our members return over and over again, each time exploring a new aspect of the property. And I think inviting friends is a pleasure and joy to them because they've discovered something they want to share with others. So we get to see them often and uh, that, that brings us much reward and pleasure. I think you've touched on this really nicely, but I'd love to get even a little bit more into the way that you and your team work to make wine, not just something that people drink, but something that is worth traveling for. And that is the destination. Can you tell me a little bit about bringing people's love for wine to that next level? Yes, well, I've always said at Adamus, if someone's going to take the time to drive all the way up the mountain on Howe Mountain and spend time with us, we want it to be worth their while. And so we love being teachers and educators, if you will. And we love spending the time taking every guest through the vineyard and answering questions and talking about anything from our pruning 
process to irrigation. We want them to taste the vines in the vineyard and truly understand what goes in to making a fine wine. There are differences and different levels of of winemaking and to be able to share what does set certain estates apart, I think is received so well and we just get great questions. And what do you think it is about working with women that makes this business and all of these relationships flow so nicely? (laughs) Well, we work with a few men also. Uh, We like diversity. You know, I didn't set out to hire an all-female team. I just simply chose the most qualified person for the position And it just so happened, at least at the beginning, many of our team members were female. There's a lot of attention to detail with everything that we do, a lot of collaboration, a lot of credit given to one another. And I think we all enjoy being able to collaborate in such a way that makes us all feel that we're going down the same path and working on something larger than us together. We're involved in a part of history and historic culture that in many ways is what I would call noble work. You've been through a lot together, as we touched on from fires to COVID, hitting the hospitality industry to your husband's illness. What are the greatest lessons that your work in both locations have taught you? The greatest lesson I've learned is patience. Farming grapes and becoming world-renowned is is not an instant gratification endeavor. It takes careful thought, strategy, investment with both time and resources for the long haul. Every single day, I realize the decisions I make, especially in the vineyard, are actually for my grandchildren and great-grandchildren. I want to hand over to them a legacy that's generational, a legacy of integrity and unparalleled quality and detail. And it's just so rewarding to imagine that my grandchildren will have a feeling of pride of ownership and gratitude for years of work that was laid before them, launching them forward to even greater excellence. Another lesson, especially in the year of 2020, hands down is resilience and perseverance. And I I believe I've also learned to be a better listener, especially listening to the voice of our vineyard which is the most important voice on our team and listening to our members and paying close attention to what is meaningful to them has also been very rewarding. And of course, as we touched upon earlier, there are so many lessons learned in biodynamic farming. The reality that the synergies between vine health and my own health has had a huge impact on me personally. I would say the main goal in our farming practices is to bring total life force and vitality into the soil. 
which brings the full spectrum of nutrients these vines need to become more resilient to pests, diseases, and even extreme climate conditions. Simply put, we are helping the vine build a healthy immune system, just as I practice with my own health. So we care for each of our vines in many ways, the same way we care for our own bodies. And as you know, humans and plants are, of course, both living organisms. And the daily lessons that transfer or cross over for each are fascinating. We all need light, watered, pruned, and fed. Every human being should have the care and attention each of our vines receive at Chateau Pomplegade and Adamus. That's really great. And is there any one lesson that you would pass down to your children and your grandchildren as one day they take on this role from you? I would say once again, patience, having the patience to allow the vines to reach their fullest potential and not being impatient with wanting immediate results. Great. Denise, I just want to say thank you so much for talking to me about all of this today. Visiting you has was such a memorable trip for me, again, especially my last trip right before COVID. And I've been to many vineyards, but I think there's really something special about your property and your entire team. So I just want to thank you for taking the time to speak with us today. Oh, it was my pleasure, Nina, and I hope to see you at Adamus again and in France at Chateau Pomplegade. <laughs> Definitely. This has been Let's Go Together, a podcast by Travel and Leisure. I'm Kelly Edwards. Your guest host for this episode was Nina Ruggiero, Deputy Digital Editor at Travel and Leisure. And our guest was Denise Adams. Follow Nina on Instagram at Nina Marie NYC and learn more about Denise's wineries, Adamus at adamvs.com and Chateau Fonplegade at fonplegade.com. That's F-O-N-P-L-E-G-A-D-E.com. Be sure to follow Let's Go Together on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcasts so you don't miss an episode. And if you're enjoying the show, we would really appreciate it if you could leave us a rating and review. Join us again next week as we visit Provincetown, Massachusetts, located at the tip of Cape Cod, with our guest, author, and essayist, Jordan Kistner. Thanks to our production team at Pod People, Rachel King, Matt Sav, Danielle Roth, Lena Beck-Sillison, and Marvin Yu. This show was recorded in Los Angeles, edited in New York City, and can be found wherever you get your podcasts. Thanks also to the team at Travel and Leisure, Deanne Kurzerski, Nina Ruggiero, and Tanner Saunders. You can find out more at travelandleisure.com slash podcast. You can find Travel and Leisure on Instagram at Travel and Leisure, on Twitter at Travel Leisure, on TikTok at Travel and Leisure Mag, and you can find me at Kelly Set Go. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you back here next week for more from Let's Go Together.